0: Hello friend, I'm Dr. Ron Jones. I'll be sharing today's Something Good radio message in just a few moments, but before I do, I'd like to thank you for all you're doing to help share the gospel of Jesus Christ through this radio and internet broadcast. December is always a critical time for ministries like ours. With the fallout of the pandemic causing many to grow, increasingly anxious about the future, this is a difficult time for so many people. But the good news is, when faced with adversity, people will very often begin looking for answers that only God can give them. And when they do, they listen more frequently to Bible teaching programs like Something Good. For that reason, and because we are 100% listener supported, I'm asking you to prayerfully consider sending a year-end gift by December 31st. And please, make it your best gift this year. Brian will have details at the end of today's message, or you can make your gift right now at somethinggoodradio.org, that's somethinggoodradio.org, or call our offices at 757-276-1099. From all of us here at Something Good Radio, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and may God bless you during the coming year.
1: Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Hello, and welcome to this special Sunday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis, and I hope you and your family have had a wonderful Christmas celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the world cannot always be at peace, but you can, no matter what's going on around you. You can always have peace within you. But there's only one way to get it, and only one person who can give it. Today's message is straight ahead. Stay right here or visit somethinggoodradio.org, where you can listen to the program on your schedule, or make a safe and secure donation to the ministry. That's somethinggoodradio.org, and now from his teaching series, The Gifts of Christmas, here's Ron with part two of his message, Peace on Earth. But what
0: they missed was the idea that before he came as a conquering king, which is still in the future of Bible prophecy, he would come as a suffering savior. He would come as a babe in Bethlehem in the cradle and eventually go to the cross. So in between, for to us a child is born, to us a son of given. Put a pause right there. And we're in the midst of that pause right now. But there's coming a day when he will come again as that promised geopolitical leader who will establish peace on earth. Uh, The word peace here appears twice. He's called the Prince of Peace. And it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Yes, this talks about the absence of wars and rumors of wars and terrorism that threatens our peace and disturbs our safety every day. But it's still yet in the future of Bible prophecy. When we go to Israel, we connect with a wonderful Jewish guide there. Her name is Bernice. Uh, several months ago, back in August, she was in our home in Washington, DC. Uh, she and her husband were stateside for uh, a visit, and, and we asked her to come over and to talk to some of the people who were interested in going to Israel with us next year. Uh, Bernice is a fabulous guide. I mean, she, she's done this as, as her profession for many, many years. Um, but, but she is, she's not a Messianic Jew. She doesn't accept Jesus as her Messiah. And so we have some interesting conversations with Bernice. And one of those conversations is about, well, some common ground that we have, that we're both anticipating the coming of Messiah. And Bernice says, yes, yes, we are. We, we're, we're both anticipating that. I said, yes, but Bernice, the difference is when Messiah comes, you and your Jewish friends will say, welcome. Me and my Christian friends will say, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Because as I understand Scripture and as we understand uh, the Old and New Testament and the Messianic prophecies, there's a first and a second advent, a first and a second coming. The word government appears twice in this Isaiah prophecy. Here's the geopolitical part. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Imagine the capacity of the leadership of a single person who could lead the entire world. It says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. This is the only time I am for big government. And it'll be a big government. And it'll increase and increase and increase but I'm thrilled for him to be at the helm because he's not a dictator. He's not a despot. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace. Everybody will want to come under his big tent politics and geopolitical rule. It goes on to say that um, he will rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom. In other words, all of the center of world power will shift from Washington DC to Jerusalem the throne of david i love to tell my, my power brokering friends in washington that you know one, one day uh, this this city will be a byword and the king of kings and, and the wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace will come again and he will establish his rule and reign on this earth. Revelation chapter 20 calls it the millennial reign of Christ for a thousand years of utopian peace. I believe that will literally happen. Between now and then, the Bible tells us that the signs of the times will increase like birth pangs of a mother. You know, ladies, as you get closer and closer to that time of delivering your child... Uh, Those birth pangs become uh, faster and they become more intense, don't they? That means the wars and the rumors of wars and the terrorism and the crime in the neighborhoods and all that stuff that disturbs our peace and threatens our safety is going to get worse, not better, before he comes again and establishes himself as the prince of peace and rules and reigns on David's throne from Jerusalem in a geopolitical, kind of way. It says he will do so by upholding it with justice and with righteousness. We live in the greatest nation on earth where there's justice for all, but but we're not perfect about it, are we? And there are a lot of people still, you know, seeking justice. Young people are all about social justice today. Well, if, if you are, then you ought to be inspired by this Old Testament Bible prophecy that has the ring of Christmas to it. Because there's coming a time where that babe in Bethlehem who went from the cradle to the cross is coming again to establish his reign and rule on this earth as a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and yes, the prince of peace. And he will establish social justice like you've never experienced it before. So, so we have to think intelligently about what the angels said. A geopolitical peace on earth, how and when does that happen? eschatological peace on earth. But here's where it really comes home, friends. This is the third category, and that's personal peace in your little corner of the earth. And I want to I break this down into two categories. The first is peace with God. Can I ask you a real pointed question this Christmas? Do, do, you, do you know and experience and possess peace with God? Say, so what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, go with me to Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know absent of a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're not at peace with God and neither am I? You're an enemy of God. You say, oh, come on. Don't insult me, Pastor. I'm not an enemy of God. He's kind of my friend and my hanging dude. Not unless you know Christ as your Savior. Not unless you've been justified through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you read on in the book of Romans chapter 5, you'll run into verse 10 where it talks about how uh, prior to being justified by faith in Christ, we were enemies of God. Rebellious sinners. That's That's who we are apart from him. Stubborn, self-absorbed, rebellious sinners. That's why the gift of Christmas love is so wonderful, that God would send his his son to us, that he so loved the world that he would come to rescue stubborn, self-absorbed, rebellious sinners just like you and me. But the good news is we, we can have peace with God. And when that baby who started in a cradle in Bethlehem went to the cross, think of it this way, he, he kind of uh, wrote out and enacted a peace treaty between God and us. And he signed that peace treaty in his own blood. And he wants to put your name at the top of it and hand you a personal copy. That happens, Paul says, when we've been justified declared righteous before God, not by your church attendance, not because you were baptized or, uh, you know, went to communion or catechized at a certain name or homogenized or whatever you did in a religious sense. But you were justified, declared righteous before God by faith. By faith you receive these gifts of Christmas love and joy and peace and hope. Let's just call it eternal life. That's how you have peace with God. And I think what the angels said to the shepherds in Luke 2 and 14 kind of has this in mind. Because we get a little bit confused at Christmas time on the translation here. The the, uh, traditional way from the King James renders it this way. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That just sounds like a nice Christmas sentiment, doesn't it? But more recent scholarship renders it this way in the English Standard Version. On earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Kind of narrows the focus of peace, doesn't it? Or the NIV says, on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. On whom does God's favor rest? His favor being his grace. Well, those who are justified declared righteous by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a recipient of God's favor. He graced you because of what that little baby in the cradle did eventually on the cross and your faith response to that. Who is he pleased with? He's pleased with those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and he's pleased then to call you a child of God and invite you into his forever family.
1: Still ahead, the rest of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Peace on Earth, right here on Something Good Radio. To hear any of Ron's messages on demand, visit somethinggoodradio.org. Again, that's somethinggoodradio.org. And when you stop by, check out the new Something Good Digital Library. That's where you can search to find answers to your biblical questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. You can stream for free and on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. And when you give your gift to Something Good Radio today, we'll give you the complete audio download to the series that you're hearing now, The Gifts of Christmas. That's all four messages in Ron's teaching series, The Gifts of Christmas. It's our way of saying thank you for your gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org. Again, that's somethinggoodradio.org. Or you can mail your gift to us, P.O. Box 6245. Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. And you can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. Now here's Ron and the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, Peace on Earth. So my question is this Christmas, do, do you have peace
0: with God do you possess your own copy, as it were, of that peace treaty signed in the blood of Jesus with your name on the top of it? I hope you do this Christmas, and if you don't, today's a good day to get your copy of that by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The other aspect of this personal peace has to do, and we're just playing with some prepositions here, not only peace with God, but the peace of God. Now we go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Paul writes these words, "'Do not be anxious about every, anything.'" By the way, is anybody anxious this Christmas? Remember those joy stealers? One of them was stress and anxiety. It can be a high anxiety time at Christmas time, can't it? Well, Paul says, don't, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, he says, listen to this carefully by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, here comes a promise. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the kind of personal peace, friends, that in the midst of wars and rumors of wars and terrorism and threats of safety and all of that, Globally and even down to your own neighborhood. In the midst of all that, in the midst of all the stress of Christ, you, you can experience the peace of God, that tranquility of spirit. I believe it's something that God supernaturally produces in our life because the Bible tells us in Galatians 5 that the fruit of the Spirit is peace. <laughs> it's just, it's it's that, that that calmness of spirit in the midst of in the midst of storms. When the uh, message of the angels came to the shepherds 2,000 years ago, this, this was right in the midst of a time in history known as Pax Romana, Roman peace. And with the strength of the Roman government and, and their mighty military might, uh, they, they enacted peace. <laughs> they put down any rebellion. The problem was for all the Jews and anybody living at that time, Pax Romana, Roman peace, never produced personal peace. Peace with God or the peace of God that transcends all understanding. So if you're thinking that peace on earth is the absence of wars and rumors, that's fine, that's wonderful, that's a great utopian society to live in, but it will never produce peace with God or the peace of God. But in the midst of a less than utopian world, in the midst of a broken and fallen world in which we live, we we can have peace with God, we can have the, the assurance of knowing that he's coming again, that there's a new world coming. And and I'm I'm part of that because I have my peace treaty. And in the midst of stressful times and anxiety, when all kinds of chaos is happening around me, I, I can personally know the calming peace that Paul says transcends understanding. That makes your friends and your neighbors go, what do you got? Because your world is the most chaotic thing I've ever seen in this world in which we live and the the, the news stories and all of that, and yet you just just seem to kind of float right through it. That's the peace of God that passes all understanding. The Jews understood this peace as internal wellness and health and prosperity, security, and wholeness, a character that exists even in stormy times. That's, That's the word shalom. And that's how they understood the peace that the angels talked about 2,000 years ago. Well, what do we do with a message like this and a gift like this at Christmas time? Well, let's go back to Luke chapter 2, and let's see what the shepherds did with it. Pick it up in verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. That parallel the responses of the shepherds. These are the take homes today. Number one, investigate. Investigate. That's what they did. They heard the news, good news of great joy, and they said, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They went on an investigation. They wanted to make sure that what they heard from the angels was actually happening. They investigated it personally. They checked it out for themselves. My concern for some of you, if you separate or you've celebrated Christmas after Christmas after Christmas, Santa Claus and reindeers and ho ho ho, and you've never personally investigated the claims of Jesus Christ, and this one solitary life, this one who changed the way we live the world today, investigated his claims. And it's about time you do so. Because your eternal destiny depends on it. So investigate. Secondly, replicate. Replicate. Look at what the angels or the uh, shepherds did. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the angels told them. Mary treasured these things and pondered them. When they investigated things and they found it to be true, they couldn't keep the news to themselves. They shared it with somebody. They replicated the story. I'm wondering if there's somebody that God's putting in your life this Christmas, maybe a family member or a friend or a shopping clerk, somebody that that you can share the true Christmas story with, the gift of Christmas, his love, his joy, his peace, his hope. This is the kind of news that if it really grips your soul and it really changes you from the inside out, friends, you, you can't keep it to yourself. What's interesting is the word haste is used to describe the shepherds here. They ran with haste to Bethlehem. I picture them running out of their sandals all the way to Bethlehem. They're so excited. They investigate, they, re- they, they replicate. Thirdly, they celebrate. They celebrate. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Friends, let let the wonder and and the, the, the excitement and the celebration of Christmas fill your heart this year, just as it did these lowly shepherds who were just beside themselves excited about the news that they heard. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. with with those to whom God is pleased, peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. That's a pretty, pretty amazing proclamation. It's a promise that has geopolitical, eschatological implications, but it has a very personal implication for you and me too.
1: Thanks so much for being here for today's Something Good radio message, Peace on Earth. And Ron, we know from Bible prophecy that a day will come when there will be a temporary peace on earth, a false peace. And we know that Jesus will come again to set things right. And at that time, believers in Christ will have eternal peace. In the meantime, let's talk a little further about how we can have personal peace today, right now, even in the midst of turmoil and chaos. Well, Brian, regarding
0: peace, one thing I find interesting is what Jesus said in the Beatitudes found in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the peacemakers, he said. Not the peacekeepers, and certainly not the troublemakers. No, blessed are the peacemakers, So we sort of get an idea that peace on earth is not something that just occurs naturally. I mean, we do live in a fallen world, don't we? All of us are sinners in need of a Savior. So if we want external peace, that is peace between nations and between people, then we must actively pursue it. But this personal peace, this internal peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is also there for the taking. Therefore, for the unwrapping, we might say. Let me take you to a familiar verse of scripture. It's Philippians four, verses six and seven. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now watch this, Brian. Prayer and thanksgiving are not just distractions that take your mind off of your lack of personal peace. They are, in fact, the remedy for a lack of peace. They produce peace in your heart and mind. Now, there are other things that we can do to nurture our relationship with God and thereby have this kind of peace. But in the interest of time, let me stop there. Make a habit of prayer. Make a habit of thanking God for all He has given to you. And the peace of God, the kind of peace that doesn't even make sense, will be given to you this Christmas. That's God's
1: promise, and He never fails to keep His promises. That's Dr. Ron Jones with some final thoughts from his message, Peace on Earth. We're almost out of time, but before we go, let me say on behalf of all of us here at Something Good, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Now may the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace as you believe in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Coming your way tomorrow, the first message of the final week of the year. It's part of Dr. Ron Jones' Best of Something Good Week, a time when we air five of your favorite messages from earlier in the year. Join us then for Something Good, for Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio. I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.